0: Hi, welcome to Sister Untold. We are your sisters in house, Marva and Sabrina. And in this podcast, we look at history through the eyes of sisterhood.
1: Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> how are you, Marva? I'm good, you know, just
0: it's a bit cloudy today, so I'm yeah. feeling a bit sleepy, but otherwise all good.
1: Yeah, I feel so dumb because yesterday it was supposed to be a pink moon, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's raining, but I want to see the pink moon, like da-da-da. So I went outside anyways in the rain and was just like, oh, I don't see the moon. So I just kept walking around looking for the moon, and then like five minutes into it, I was like, it's cloudy. You can't see the moon when oh. it's cloudy. And mm-hmm. then I was just standing outside, and like it wasn't raining a lot, but it was like I was just in the wetness for no reason. And I was like, okay, Sabrina, go home. So mm-hmm. these clouds are doing me dirty.
0: Yeah, this just reminds me that this is a very boring dream, but I had a dream that I was Googling, like, what is a pink moon? Because you had said,
1: Really? It's a
0: pink moon. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant.
1: Uh-huh. Did you figure it out in your dream? Um, I think it just
0: like showed a picture of the moon and it was pink. And I said, oh. <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's, like, really big and, like, like I think it's, like, kind of reddish. Um, but there's, I think, only two this year.
0: Um, oh, when's the next one?
1: Let me see. Does this happen every year? So, wow, there's so many different types of moons. Um, okay, April 27th, there was a pink supermoon. Next May 26th, there's a flower super moon. Um, but maybe that's actually there's not any more pink moons, but there's another super moon. I think that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't really but know. Is there a pink moon every year, or is this just like a once in a lifetime thing that I've missed?
1: Um, <laughs> I don't really know. This is not an astrology podcast or whatever. Okay, astronomy. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, it's supposed to still be in the sky this 28th, too.
0: Well, it's also cloudy today, so... Anyways, if you live somewhere where it's not cloudy, (laughs) then go out and see the supermoon. If you live in England, wait till next year, or 75 years from now, or whenever the next one is.
1: (laughs) I did see someone post on Instagram, like, during the pink moon, and, like, the... It was like nighttime, right? And there's no lights around, but it looked like as if there's like street lights everywhere. Like it was so bright from the sky. Mm. So it's pretty cool. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What's also weird, transition, Mm
0: -hmm. Um, (laughs) is
1: these sisters we're talking about today. (laughs) Um, They're really cool, but they're also, they're a bit out there. So, today's sisters are three women who have been wanting to talk about for ages, and they're called the Gabor Sisters. Have you heard of them, Marva? I have not. Okay, yeah. I didn't expect you or most people our age to recognize this name, but when I posted it on Instagram, quite a few of our followers actually knew who they were, um, but maybe if they were like alive in the 20th century more than we were, we were only there for a few years, maybe they'd know them better, but... Mm -hmm. um yeah basically in the 20th century saying the gabor sisters was like saying the kardashians in fact if you look up the gabor sisters a lot of articles come up with before the kardashians there was or the kardashians of their day and things like that Mm -hmm. a new york Mm -hmm. times article published after just a new york times article published just after the last sister passed away said that the gabor sisters quote anticipated the reality show breed of semi-celebrities who are mostly famous for being famous. In addition to being famous actresses, successful entrepreneurs, and TV personalities, all three sisters had multiple headline-making marriages to wealthy, high-profile men. But before we get super deep into their legacy, let's start at the beginning. To do that, we have to go back to 1896 in Budapest, Austria-Hungary. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit far back. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Jolie Gabor was born, although at the time her name was Jansky Tillman. She was born to Hungarian Jewish parents in Budapest, which was a lively, fashionable city that was the center of Hungarian commerce. Her mother, Francesca Tillman, owned a jewelry store called the Diamond House, and that made them like really like successful, like they were pretty wealthy. Yeah, I feel like if you own some place that has diamonds. Like... <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, even though they were well off, they were considered part of the nouveau riche. But Jolie wanted more than to inherit the family business. She wanted a career as an actress and to be accepted into high society. Jolie was really beautiful and ended up marrying a soldier named Vilmos Gabor at age 17. Her husband was 20 years older than her. And if you ask me, Jolie was way out of his league. Vilmos had a pretty traditional mindset about family and his wife's role. He wanted her to stay home and have babies, specifically sons, and disapproved of her dreams of becoming an actress. Instead of boys, Jolie gave birth to three daughters, Magda on June 11, 1914, Sari, who was called Jaja, on February 6, 1917, and Ava on February 11, 1919. Vilmos was really unhappy with having all girls and was a really mean and intimidating man, to the extent that sometimes when he came home, Ava would run and hide under the piano. Jaja, on the other hand, was a tomboy, and because of that, had a better relationship with her dad and actually really adored him. She said, I was the tomboy, devoted to my dogs and my pet frog, Hans.
0: I think I actually have heard of Jaja Zsa, Zsa Gabor.
1: Okay, she is super, super famous. Like, she was on TV all the time. And mm-hmm. she actually lived a super long time, so most of our lives she was alive mm mm-hmm. also saw her father differently even though he was violent later in her memoirs she wrote father was indeed a wild man he was what we in hungary called a big style man a gentleman in my opinion a gentleman is a man who always knows how to behave knows when to be violent when to be gentle who can be a beast in the bedroom and a gentleman in a restaurant who always underdresses and never over or under tips Vilmos treated Jaja like the son he never had, taking her to wrestling matches, prize fights, teaching her chess, and encouraging her defense. Eventually, she became the junior fencing champion of Hungary. So he was doing wow. something right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> While their father tried to make Jaja into the perfect son, Jolie also played a heavy hand in developing their personalities. Since Jolie couldn't live out her own dreams, but still had a good amount of wealth. She raised up her daughters to be the elite women she never had gotten a chance to be. She said, I demanded they take not only piano lessons, but ballet lessons, horseback riding lessons, tennis lessons. I wanted them to be the most glamorous, the most elegant, the most beautiful, the most pursued by men, the most talented. After all, I gave up my theatrical career for the Little Devils. They owed it to me to succeed. Very intense. (laughs) Um... And so she was training them to be perfect wives for old money men. And naturally, girls kind of started to feel a sense of competition against one another for their mother's approval and affection.
0: Hmm.
1: Magda was the good student, and her mom said she predicted her to be the Marie Curie of Hungary. She was always either studying or practicing piano, and she was more formal and reserved and always better dressed than her sisters. Sometimes when they would go out, she would look at her sisters and say, oh, mother, must we have tea with these peasant girls? So oh, nat- my gosh. <laughs> so naturally, they nicknamed her the Duchess. As an adult, okay. Magda was said to have spoken 18 languages, which may well be an exaggeration, but she was definitely yeah. a skilled linguist, which her sister Jaja even mentioned in her memoir.
0: I don't even know of 18 languages. I know.
1: I'm like, maybe she could say hello in 18 languages. Like, I don't think she really spoke that many. Um, and Magda's younger sisters were less interested in academics. From a young age, Ava, who was considered the prettiest of her sisters, dreamed of being a star. One of her earliest memories was going to the National Opera and meeting an opera diva turned movie star, Grace Moore. Ava said, from that night forth, Miss Moore became my role model. I wanted to grow up and become surrounded by adoring fans as the flashbulbs popped. At the age of seven, Ava was already obsessed with beauty and devoted Tuesdays to beauty sleep when she would put on her mother's cold cream on her face and sleep all day. <laughs> she told her mom, my aim is to stay young and beautiful forever. And she did a pretty good job of that. Hmm. <laughs> Can I look at pictures of them? Yeah, go ahead. In 1920s to 1930s Budapest, wealthy families would send their daughters to finishing school in Switzerland. So that's exactly what Julie did. Magda was the first to go, and she of course did well academically, but was really homesick. Once Jaja attended, she thrived more than her older sister, and was so independent that she didn't even bother coming home for Christmas. However, Jaja wasn't super interested in school, instead she spent lots of her time reading French novels and daydreaming. Her favorite books were of a quite scandalous nature. And two years later, she returned home, and the way she remembers it, she had blossomed into a beautiful young woman, and all the boys were gawking at her whenever she went outside. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) However, her mom recounts the story a little bit differently. She claims her daughter was still the ugly duckling tomboy she had sent Ah! away. That's not a quote. I said that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh, But she did think she was ugly. Um, So she started an intense beauty regime with her as soon as she got home. And whatever her mom did worked because eventually she became as pretty as Ava. (laughs) This is such a weird, like... I know. Okay, you're ugly.
0: We're going to work on it. Now you're as pretty as your sister. (laughs)
1: Um, Her newfound beauty, combined with her voracious reading of romance novels, led to some risque behavior. Zhaja hooked up with a lot of guys in her teenage years, and her parents were furious about it. Her dad, who used to consider her his favorite, threatened to kill her after she got with a young oh man who worked gosh. at the embassy near her house. I know. He like I said, he's super violent and mm-hmm. even though like he's she's her favorite, he still has that like mentality. Unfortunately for Ava, when time came for her to pack up her bags and go to finishing school, Budapest was experiencing a recession business at the jewelry store was bad and while the Swiss franc had soared in value, the Hungarian currency had sunk. This led Zsa, Zsa to make fun of Ava as their unfinished sister and increase the sense of competition between the girls. All these girls are so crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now they weren't just competing for their mother's love. Ava later said, the competition, the competition was just between Zsa, Zsa and me. Which one of us would be the most glamorous, the most seductive? Who would snare the handsomest lovers and the richest husband? Who would be the first to win world acclaim? And okay, so there's some dispute over the dates for the next this next bit for like a lot of what's happening in Jaja's like teens, but basically Jaja mm-hmm. was 15 in the spring of 1932, and her mother sent her to a beauty pageant. She apparently won, but was technically supposed to be 16 to enter. So, her, she was disqualified and considered the second-place winner instead. And then shortly mm-hmm. after, her mom took her to Vienna, which is where she was first discovered and cast in an operetta, and quickly fell in love with show business. She had a similar moment as Ava had as a child, when she encountered Heidi Lamar, a Hollywood star. She said, Intoxicated as I was by Vienna and my fleeting taste of fame, I fixed the brilliant image of Heidi in my mind forever knowing that somehow I, Jaja would one day equal and even surpass her.
0: Mm. They are competitive
1: with just like anyone and everything. Yeah, for sure. It's, I think it's just their mom like telling them like you have to be the best, like mm-hmm. the most beautiful, the most glamorous. Yeah. She wanted to continue acting, but her parents insisted she go back to school. Jaja thought the solution around this was to get married. So that's what she did. She married Burhan Belga, a Turkish politician who she knew through her grandmother. At 36 years old, he was more than twice her age, but Jaja, oh, yeah, Jaja always had a thing for older men. And once back in Budapest, she met him for drinks at the Ritz Hotel and proposed marriage to him. Burhan accepted. It's
0: oh, very forward thinking.
1: Mm hmm. Um, I think he had said when she, like, cause they met when she was younger and this is way creepier cause she was like young and he was like, Oh, like one day when you're grown up, I'll marry you or something. And then, so she mm-hmm. was like, remember that time you said that now's the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. But yeah. is she even grown up technically now? That's again, like this eight, the dates I'm confused about. So mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. memoir and this documentary about the Gabor sisters, it made it sound like she was 15, which would put their marriage in the same year as like the competition in 1932, Mm -hmm. but the actual marriage records say they were married in 1935 when she was 18. So, Mm -hmm. and then like something else I was reading that was like an interview was saying she was 20. And so I don't know like at what stage she's lying. If she was lying in her memoir, it would be like more dramatic or lying on the marriage documents so that it was legal or lying Mm -hmm. in the interview so it doesn't sound creepy, you know? Yeah. So it's just hard to know. But either way, she was super young and he was in his 30s. So mm-hmm. it was like a big age difference. But um, I just feel
0: like 20 to 36 is one thing. 15 yeah. to 36 yeah. is another thing.
1: For sure. But it's also like he would be younger too if it's the year is wrong. Because. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So either way, at a very young age, Jaja was married to a high profile man who could give her the life she and her mom had always wanted. She moved to Ankara, Turkey with him. And there she was often outspoken at embassy dinners because when they first got married her husband supported Hitler and obviously Zsa, Zsa and her family as Hungarian Jews did not yeah so she would often make comments at like these embassy dinners about how Germany was hurting other countries and Burhan would be so embarrassed but eventually he stopped supporting Hitler because obviously things got really bad really fast mm-hmm.
0: I don't see how you could support him in the first place like
1: I know. I don't know Especially like, what if you're your wife and okay, but Yeah. Okay. None of my business. <sighs> I know. But really weird. And she claims that while she lived in Turkey, she had a six month long affair with the Prime Minister, Kemal Adaturk. And she claims that she lost her virginity to this man, not her husband, and claims that her marriage was never consummated. But they were married married for a long time. So I just have trouble believing that. And so again mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if she's just being dramatic. For the sake of her yeah. autobiography. So, while Zaja was living it up in Turkey, her sisters were also beginning their long careers in marriages. Ava married Eric Valdemar Drimmer, a Swedish doctor, on June 3rd, 1937, at age 18. Ava claimed she wanted a simple life and to settle down with him and have babies, but he didn't want her to have children and was apparently a very cruel husband. Magda took more after her sister Zsa Zsa and married a Polish count named Jan Boczowski on November 19th. Yeah, 1937. Two years later, Hitler's forces invaded Poland and Magda joined the Hungarian resistance. She drove a Red Cross truck to help thousands of prisoners of war escape Nazi camps. This was extremely dangerous, obviously, because she's helping prisoners of war escape but also she's Mm -hmm. a jewish woman and already super high profile so just by existing she's in danger and she was committed to staying in hungary and helping with the war effort and she also engaged in espionage and counter espionage to help break the nazi code at the request of the portuguese ambassador to hungary dr carlos de sampaio Wow, that is very impressive. I know. I'm, like, obsessed with Magda. And she's, the she's like, the least famous Gabor <laughs> sister. But I'm like, you guys mm-hmm. need to pay attention. Like, <laughs> Magda is yeah. doing, like, real stuff.
0: She's a countess, a spy, mm-hmm. a code breaker. Yeah.
1: Um, and she was in love with this ambassador. And Jar says that she was involved with him. But it's unclear exactly what their relationship was. But whatever her relationship was with him... He helped her escape Hungary once it was invaded and also enabled her to help her parents escape Hungary. So, but Hungary was not invaded for a few years later. We'll come back to that. And Ava, on the other hand, had no desire to stick around. She had married Eric in London and was set on following her dreams of becoming an actress. So they moved to Hollywood shortly after their wedding. She didn't have instant success and it was actually her dentist who recommended her for a role and that's how she got her first screen test eventually she got her first role earning 75 dollars a week for a movie called forced landing in 1941. she started out at paramount studios and then went to 20th century fox but most of her early roles were either pretty minor or in b movies while doing all of this she also volunteered with the war effort once america had entered the war that same year zsa, zsa left her husband and her adopted country She claims that her mother called her and said, I think it is enough for you in Turkey. Come home. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From the very beginning of her marriage, her mom had told Zsa that if she wasn't happy, she didn't have to stay with him. And while her daughter was away, Jolie had separated from her husband of 25 years. Zsa first returned to Budapest and met up with her mother, then left for America. But, sorry, Jolie's husband who she split up with 25 years, that was their father? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Jaja first returned to Budapest and met up with her mother, then left for America. She planned to divorce her husband once she was there and set out on a treacherous four month long journey through war-torn Europe, careful to avoid German occupied countries. She traveled from Budapest to Sofia just hours before Hitler's forces marched through Sofia. And fortunately, since she had a diplomatic passport, leaving Europe was even an option for her. When she arrived in Hollywood, She and Ava plotted to help their parents move to America. By this point, Ava's marriage was becoming quite miserable, so the sisters spent as much time outside of the house as they could. In 1942, Ava finally divorced her husband and the sisters moved in together, but this was the first time they were living in less than super wealthy circumstances. They were living in a small apartment, and whenever they went out to dinner with wealthy men, they would sneak food home in their purses so they had something to eat the next day. I know. But no matter how bad things were, they maintained appearances and dressed really stylishly whenever they left the house, just like their mother had taught them. Zsa quickly became what you might call a socialite, because even though she wasn't acting or working or really doing anything at all, she was constantly being written about and talked about. All this time in the spotlight eventually won her the attention of America's wealth of one of America's wealthiest men, Conrad Hilton. The Conrad Hilton oh. who founded Hilton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She did not come to mess around. Nope, not at all. She's like, okay, I've been with like a rich politician and the prime minister of Turkey. I'm gonna wanna to bend to, like this ultra rich man. <laughs> so he was fifty-five at the time. But that age difference was no big deal to 25-year-old Jaja, who always had a thing for older men, and said that Conrad reminded her of her beloved father. They married on April 10, 1942. The next year, Ava also remarried. Her husband was Charles Isaacs, the heir to a real estate fortune who worked as an investment broker. He was wealthy and well-bred, which was probably super appealing to someone like her who was from a family that always aspired to be in with the old money. Mm-hmm. A major difference between Ava and Georgia is that Jaja wanted to be famous in order to get a rich husband and Ava just wanted to be a famous actress. Hold on. So did the Hilton Hotels exist then? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know they were that old. It was founded in 1919. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So he was already like thriving at that point. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. And yeah, so fortunately, Ava's marriage put her into good graces with more actors and actresses who hadn't initially accepted her when she first moved to Hollywood. But given this difference in perspective, it makes sense that she was willing to leave LA a year into her marriage to try her hand at acting on the stage in New York because her priority was just being an actress. She moved to New York City in 1944. And that same year, on March 19th, Hitler's forces invaded Hungary. Now, Julie, Filmos, and Magda were in extra danger. And I'm not sure about, like, who can really take credit for, like, getting them out because, like, Magda did help them get out of Hungary. But I think they still needed mm-hmm. help, like, getting to America. So, Eva and Zsa Zsa went to Washington, D.C. to plead for help, ensuring the Gabor's safe passage to the U.S., and that was granted, and they were able to safely immigrate to the U.S. in early 1945.
0: Unfortunately, I feel like, hmm? like I'm happy for them, but it just seems like it shouldn't be that way that, like, oh, you get to come if you have, like, rich children I know. who can, like, go to Washington, D.C. and, like, ask for you, but, like, other people, like, it's no.
1: I know. It's so sad. But, it's, yeah, they were rich and famous and had, like, really good connections, obviously, through, like, mm-hmm. Zha marriage. So, Yeah. But, I mean, even, like, Magda getting them out of Hungary, that was through a connection with, like, the ambassador. And, like, yeah, Zsa, Zsa leaving was through her marriage to an ambassador. Like, all of these things, it's all through connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this was granted, and they were able to safely immigrate to the U.S. in early 1945. Unfortunately, other members of their family were not as fortunate. Like you said, it's, like, it's really unfair system. So, their maternal grandmother, who had owned the Diamond House and was really, really close with the granddaughters and loved them a lot, and her son, which is their mom's brother, were both killed during a bomb raid in 1944. And Magda's oh. husband, the Polish Count, also died during the war in
0: 1944. Oh, no. I know. Did Magda actually, like, love her husband? Like, was, did, like did they get along as opposed to the other two?
1: I'm not really sure. It seemed like she made an effort to divorce him. She was also possibly mm-hmm. cheating on him with this Portuguese mm, guy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But he was a Royal Air Force pilot. So I'm not really sh- 100% sure if like that's how he passed away. But mm-hmm. he did end up dying during the war. And when she was in the U.S., Magda married again. And this time it was to an American playwright and screenwriter – named william m Rankin on december 3rd 1946 but it was a very short marriage and they divorced nine months later oh yeah get ready for a lot of short marriages (laughs) um although zhaja's husband was helpful in getting her family to america and then putting them up in super nice accommodations obviously because he's a hilton her and conrad's marriage was not at all a happy one she said that Conrad wanted her to change her name from Jaja to Georgia, and that that symbolized everything her marriage would eventually become. She said, "My Hungarian roots were to be ripped out and my background ignored. I soon discovered that my marriage to Conrad meant the end of my freedom. My own needs were completely ignored. I belonged to Conrad. Mm. Yeah. And Conrad was often away, so Joja spent all of her time partying. And eventually developed an addiction to both sleeping pills and uppers. Oh, gosh. I know. So sad. Um, in 1945, Conrad and Zsa, Zsa legally separated. While in the same year, the girl's parents finalized their divorce. Their father eventually went back to Hungary and moved back permanently. But don't worry about Julie, their mom. She opened a costume jewelry store in New York City that would eventually become worth millions of dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Magda worked in the store with her mom, and it became popular among the rich and famous. And the store had a really unique model because they made costume jewelry, but they included some real gems with the fake gems and the pieces. So they were like high value Mm -hmm. costume jewelry.
0: So they'd be like, instead of like, if you had like a diamond necklace, like it would have like some fake diamonds and some real ones or something.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So although they were separated, Zsa Zsa would still occasionally visit Conrad, and on one of these visits, she became pregnant with her first and only daughter, Francesca, who was born in 1947. Very sadly, according to her biography, Conrad had a very forceful nature, and this pregnancy was a result of rape. And Mm -hmm. yeah, which is very sad. And this is the only pregnancy Mm -hmm. any of the girls had. Like, none of them had any any children. I don't think she probably wanted to Mm -hmm. have a child. I would assume not because this was the only time that happened. So once the divorce was finalized, she won, like, a very small sum of money in the settlement, just $35,000 and $2,500 a month until she married. And she settled in New York.
0: Um, $2,500 a month in that time is actually, I think, probably really good.
1: Yeah, but considering he's a millionaire, like, multi-multi-millionaire, yeah. really, it's not really fair. Um, and she herself called it a small amount because it wasn't, like, probably at all what she was used to living off of.
0: Um. Yeah, but she's also, like, obsessed with, like, living her high life that, mm-hmm. like, you know, it could seem to her like a small amount, but
1: but she also has a daughter now i don't know and like her sisters are like still wealthy and stuff like it's just like it's a huge lifestyle change i don't think it's like very fair of him i don't think it was seems like it was not a fair divorce settlement to me
0: um Um, i just looked at how much 2500 in 1945 mm -hmm. is equivalent to thirty six thousand seven hundred eighty eight dollars today
1: yeah, that is a lot. But if you're like a multi-multi-millionaire, you're, you're used to having hundreds of thousand dollars a month in your bank account. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I just mean a month. <laughs> I know. Like. It's like how much do you mean really? But I don't know, Marva. <laughs> I just, I think like, I don't think everyone needs to have $35,000 a month or whatever. But I do think if you were mm-hmm. going from one lifestyle and like, yeah, it's going to feel like jarring. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, even after they divorced, since they shared a daughter, they stayed in each other's lives. Um, And although living in New York, Ava's theater career hadn't really taken off yet. She did appear in a few more movies, but in pretty small roles. And she divorced her husband on April 2nd, 1949, and a few months later, her older sister Magda married again. This time she married an attorney named Sidney Robert Warren, but this was another short marriage as they divorced the following year. Having a baby didn't stop Zsa Zsa from going out on the town and she soon met George Saunders, a British film and television actor, singer-songwriter, music composer, and author. He was kind of bossy, possessive, and neurotic. And didn't seem really taken by Zhaja right away, which is weird because it seems like everyone else is like falls head over heels in love with her. Mm-hmm. But they had an on again, off again relationship, which then stayed on when they married on April 2nd, 1949, like the same day that Ava got divorced. It's kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Francesca, her daughter, recalls that her mother said George and Zhaja were both in love with the same person, George. So it was a very one-second relationship. (laughs) And during this marriage, George would often be gone for work for long periods of time. But Jaja found ways to stay busy. I feel like maybe she kind of learned from her first or her second marriage that just because he's away doesn't mean I should just like do drugs and party all the time. I need to like do something Mm -hmm. with my life. Also, she has a daughter now. So she started, Yeah. yeah, she started appearing on talk shows and became a highly sought after guest both she and Ava were really witty and she did have some really clever on brand sayings like I want a man who's kind and understanding is that too much to ask of a millionaire (laughs) and (laughs) I always say to young girls when they ask me should I marry for love I say yes you should and you should keep on marrying until you find it and just like those kind of things um she also said like I'm an amazing housekeeper I always keep the house after I leave my husband. Like, those kind of things. (laughs) Oh, I've heard that one before. Um, Yeah, she's, like, so iconic and so funny. I just...
0: How did she get on TV? Like, she is literally just, like, famous for being famous Yeah, she's a socialite. I'm just like, what? Do you just walk up and be like, hi, can I be on your TV show? Like...
1: Well, she's been married to super famous people at this point. She's been in like a lot of like headlines, newspapers. She's been at parties like meeting the right people. Her sister, even though she's not famous, is an actress and like meeting the right people. Mm-hmm. Her husband is a super super famous actress during this marriage. I mean, super famous actor. And so yeah, I don't think it's like hard for people to be at a party and be like this girl's hilarious. We need her on our show because she was really funny. Like And, like, so charismatic, like, in all the clips. Like, she's very, like, bubbly and, like, vivacious and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I can see, like, meeting her at a party. And if you're, like, a TV producer being, like, oh, my gosh, like, we should schedule you to come on. Like, everyone already kind of knows who you are. Like, you'd be, like, a good person to have on. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just waiting for that to happen to me.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, like, we're not famous (laughs) enough. But, like, it is, like, the Kardashians, like, of course, like they do have their companies and stuff now, but like mm-hmm. before, like they didn't really like have much. It was just like they were famous mm-hmm. and then they became more famous by being famous. Yeah. So, finally though, Jaja did make it onto the silver screen in 1952 in her debut film Lovely to Look At. And the character she played was like very similar to her actual persona in real life, so it's interesting. Um and she tried her best to still be an attentive mother, and she took her daughter everywhere with her, even as she became a globe-trotting actress. And her aunts and grand and grandmother also showered Francesca with attention. Zha ended up divorcing her third husband George in 1954 and actually spent almost a decade single, which I wonder if like having a daughter made it easier for her to be single, like cuz she wasn't like alone. Um, mhm. But she wasn't alone. She was, like, living with her sisters and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. But that back then they needed money, like, desperately as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Ava eventually got her Broadway debut in 1950 in the show The Happy Time. The play was a huge hit, and Life magazine described Ava as a glorious success. While Zsa successes might be attributed to being a Gabor, quite the opposite was the case for Ava. She said the toughest thing in her life was being a Gabor because it saw people from taking her seriously unlike jaja Ava genuinely loved acting and performing not just the fame that came with it and she had actual talent most of jaja's Zsa roles were really silly and fun and didn't require a whole lot of skill and mm-hmm. Ava had also worked super hard to get rid of her accent when she moved to america to fit in with the hollywood and broadway like actors where jaja never made that effort which i'm not saying people need to get rid of their accent but Ava was like trying to change like big parts of herself in order to be successful, and Jaja would just like be like, "This is who I am. Like, love me, you know." Mm -hmm. And so, which is good, but doesn't it's like a different level of dedication to their craft, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Plus, as both sisters became more famous, people started conflating and comparing the two sisters. There were stories published with titles like I'm Bored with the Gabor's, The Glamorous, Fabulous Gabor Girls, and Another Gabor, and just things that kind of lumped them together instead of being like Ava Gabor and like Zsa, Zsa Gabor. Mm-hmm. Like they were all like one thing. And audiences frequently struggled to distinguish between Ava and Zsa Zsa. Zsa Zsa did, however, continue to grow more famous. In 1952, she was in Moulin Rouge and We're Not Married, which were both movies. Oh, yeah, I didn't know there was another Moulin Rouge. I know, I didn't know either. Um, and the night Moulin Rouge debuted, she met Portofirio Rubiosa, who she called Ruby, and who she described as machismo incarnate. And Ruby was an infamous playboy from the Dominican Republic who had already been married three times, first to the Dominican president's daughter, then to a French actress, Danielle Darieux, and most recently to Doris Duke, a billionaire heiress. It seemed like Zsa, Zsa had met her match. After a meeting, they had a very public international affair. The affair made her even more desirable to Hollywood. In 1953 to 1954, she made six more movies. She also had recurring roles on TV shows like What's My Line and Jukebox Jury beginning in 1953. Next, she landed a job at the Flamingo Hotel in Vegas, for which she was paid $35,000 per week. This is what I'm talking about. 35 okay. grand a week, okay? But Wait, what was she doing for she, 35? She was working at the Flamingo Hotel in Vegas basically as like a stand-up comedian and would just have like kind of like bits she did on stage. And but she was consistently really great and had good publicity and had sold out shows. So the theater was getting their money's worth too.
0: Okay, so it says that in 19 i just put in 1955 $35,000 would be 345,921
1: yeah so that's like over a million dollars a month oh wait yeah yeah it is it's over a million dollars a month
0: that
1: is crazy so see she's living her best life now mm-hmm <laughs> While Zsa, Zsa was getting small roles on TV. Ava got her own TV show in 1953, but it only ran for one season, and each episode was only 15 minutes, but I still think it's pretty cool. And it was called The Ava Gabor Show, and she would have oh. different celebrity guests on each week.
0: Okay, that's cool that it was like her literal own yeah. show. Yeah. In
1: 1953, the Last Frontier Hotel paid $500,000 for all three Gabor sisters to appear on stage together in Vegas. The night of that performance, Jaja's Zsa lover, Ruby, came to Vegas to give her an ultimatum, either marry him or he would marry someone else. She refused him and he hit her in the face. And that's why, ah. yeah, you'll find some pictures of Zsa, Zsa wearing an eye patch to cover up her black eye. That's from this night. And uh-huh. he- Was this before their
0: <laughs> performance or after?
1: After, I think. For sure, after. Okay. It's just, it was the uh-huh. night of that performance, yeah. Um, okay. He ended up marrying someone else, but he immediately came back to Zsa, Zsa. And keep in mind that this whole affair was happening while Zsa, Zsa was still married to George Saunders. And eventually, George had had enough and divorced her in 1954. Um, and hold on a second.
0: So for this performance, what's
1: her name? Magda? Mm-hmm.
0: What was she doing? I don't she really doesn't... know. I think she
1: was just there because it's like the Gabor sisters thing. Um, mm-hmm. Magda had appeared on TV a couple times. I think she was on, she was on the Ava Gabor show. Like she came on with mm-hmm. her. And she had been on like a few other shows in like the 1950s. But she wasn't nearly as famous as her sister. She worked with their mom in the jewelry store. That was like her main career. Kind yeah. Of
0: thing. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what would she be doing on stage?
1: Yeah, Selling well, glory. I mean, I, <laughs> no. I think they were just like being like themselves, you know, like they would do, mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I need to <laughs> see if there's any footage of it. So George and Zsa, Zsa got divorced in 1954. Meanwhile, Ava was still single and thriving. She starred in a film called Love Island and a horror film called The Mad Magician, and even acted alongside Elizabeth Taylor in The Last Time I Saw Paris in 1954. Okay. Yeah. After much success in Hollywood, Ava tried her hand at marriage again. She married John Elbert Williams, a plastic surgeon, in 1956, but the marriage lasted under a year and they divorced in 1957. Following the divorce, she had a fling with Tyrone Power, an actor and supposedly a heartthrob. He was super handsome when he was younger, but... I don't think he looked that handsome by the time they had their affair when he was 43 years old. And tragically, Tyrone died in the following year. Also in 1957, Ava began a long-term on and off affair with actor Glenn Ford, who was super famous and had a 50 year long career. Magda also got married in 1956, on April 1st to Arthur Gallucci, who was the president of a building contracting company. Magda and Arthur had a really happy marriage and lived in a massive home on Long Island. And she remained married to Arthur until his death, which is pretty impressive because their last couple marriages have been super short. It seems to me like all of
0: their last marriages have (laughs) been. Yeah. All of their marriages.
1: No, I mean, Magda's first husband, they were married for until he died. Um, Mm -hmm. I think with Magda, it's either like, if it works, I'll stay with you until you die. If it doesn't work, I'll divorce you in six months. Like, yeah it's just like all or nothing kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, by 1958 Ava had already been in a lot of films that she could be proud of but the one that really got her the most praise was a movie called Shiji which won nine Oscars that year on top of the world Ava married once again the documentary I was watching said that this was a true love match on October 4th 1959 she married Richard Brown a millionaire textile manufacturer who later became a writer and director. They actually got married at the Flamingo Hotel where Jaja worked, which sounds like it'd be really convenient for the family, except that they got married two hours after he proposed to her. And oh, since dang. the wedding was on such short notice, neither of her sisters nor her mother could attend. So then in 1960, John F. Kennedy was elected and he obviously had really close ties to Hollywood. So suddenly the Gabor sisters were on a new level of eliteness. Jaja claims that JFK offered to fly her out with him on Air Force One to D.C., but she turned him down because she didn't want to waste taxpayer money. So...
0: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I know.
1: I don't believe a word this girl says, but if that did happen, <laughs> good for you. In the 1960s, sorry, the 1960s were also a great time for Jaja's career. She appeared on the Merv Griffin show 42 times between 1962 and 1977 and on Hollywood Squares 64 times between 1966 and 1974 and several other shows for one or more episodes. Her toxic relationship...
0: Are these like talk shows or is she acting?
1: No, like talk shows.
0: Okay. Uh
1: Zsa Zsa's relationship with Ruby had gotten pretty toxic. Obviously, he was already abusive and super possessive. Then, in 1965, he died in a car accident. She found out from her sister, Magda, and according to a friend, his last words had been Zsa ja. But, again, mm, but I, I mean, don't know if that's true. Or <laughs> She's just saying that. <laughs> she has a very, like, grand sense of self. Um, but maybe he did. She reminds me of that guy in the Inbetweeners,
0: the, like, blonde one with mm, the longish mm. hair where he just, like, exaggerates everything. Yeah.
1: Um... Even before Ruby passed away, Zsa, Zsa had married her fourth husband, Herbert Huttner, a wealthy banker and attorney. She was Herbert's second wife, and although they stayed married for a few years, Zsa Zsa found the marriage unfulfilling. She said, Herbert took away my will to work. With his kindness and generosity, he almost annihilated my drive. I have always been the kind of woman who could not be satisfied by money, only excitement and achievement.
0: Okay, but she doesn't like her mean husband. She doesn't like her nice husband. So I, I know. Think she just
1: doesn't like being married. I know. I think she does like, be- she says she likes being married, but I think she likes getting married. But like, she I don't says think she likes a lot of things that are not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she divorced Herbert on March 3rd, 1966, and six days later married the Texan oil man Joshua S. Cosden, K- and that was on March 9th, 1966. She found the marriage with Joshua suffocating as well, and divorced him a year later in October 1967. So, how many
0: times has she been married now? At this point,
1: um, Herbert was her fourth. Then Robert, er, or then Joshua was her fifth. So this is her fifth divorce.
0: Okay, I mean, I, th- I was thinking that we were on like number
1: seven, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> In 1965, Ava began the role that she would end up being most known for. She was the star of Green Acres, a sitcom about a couple who moved from New York to the countryside. It has very like Beverly Hillbillies vibes. It's like mm. they moved to this like farm, and then she's like, let's go back to New York. Like, da da da, like, I don't like it here. That kind of thing. Um, Isn't the Beverly Hills the opposite, though? Oh, that's true. From... That's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact opposite of that. <laughs> um, but they were made in, like, the same idea, I guess. Because, like, mm-hmm. this will come up later, that there was a bunch of shows like that at this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, about, like, city and r- rural experiences. Yeah. Um, so, tragedy also struck the Gabor family at this time. In 1962, their dad, Phil Mose, passed away. And they had last seen him in 1958, so four years earlier, when the family took a trip to Hungary to see him. Wow. That yeah. is sad, like, to go that long without seeing him then he dies. I know. In 1966, Magda tripped over her dog and injured herself and then suffered from a stroke. I don't really understand, like, medically, if those are related, but they're, like, always paired together. So I guess that kind of, like, somehow triggered mm-hmm. a stroke. Mm-hmm. She survived, but she was partially paralyzed, and her speech was affected. Then in 1967, the next year, Magda lost her fourth husband to cancer. This was the second time she'd been widowed. And she was extremely wealthy following his death, so she retired to Palm Springs. Here, the Gabor family brought publicity and more glamor to the city because they hosted at-home black tie parties throughout the 1960s and 1970s. Then in 1968, Jaja Zsa Zsa appeared in a hit Broadway show called 40 Carats. She was almost 50 years old, but still a stunning beauty, and the show ran for two years with 780 performances. George Saunders, Jaja's Zsa ex-husband, also suffered a stroke in 1970 and he went into a deep depression. And Zsa, Zsa even though like they had a really like not great marriage, she considered him like the love of her life. And she like always wanted him in her life. And so she suggested that George talk to Magda since she'd also gone through a stroke and like a tragedy. And he did more than just talk to her. Magda oh. and George got married on December Uh-oh. 5th, 1970. <laughs> oh but my gosh. But they had their marriage annulled in January the following year. So literally a month later. Um, but guess where they got married? Uh, the Flamingo Hotel. No. Riverside, California. Oh really? We're referring oh, in Palm Springs. So. I know, yeah, it's not that crazy, but I was like cuz she came up on like a UC Riverside website and I was like uh-huh. why are they talking about her? But she got married there.
0: Yeah. I feel like Jaja has like the thing of George was the one who like was so into himself and like not mm-hmm. so into her and yeah. so she's like obsessed with him because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like she he's like the one. Him. Yeah. yeah.
1: The way that she has other men, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's crazy to well, me then. that yeah they had like because they had like in total they had like twenty marriages among them, but only nineteen mm-hmm. husbands because one of them <laughs> was just like reused. I was like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. So did Jaja say anything about it? I mean, obviously they got annulled pretty quickly, but was yeah. she like?
1: I'm not sure how what her reaction was like. Because I think she, like, wanted him in her life, so I don't think Mm -hmm. she really minded, but I can definitely look into that more in her memoirs and see. Yeah. But, so, after that annulment, Magda was still in the market for a new husband. So, she married Tibor R. Heltai, a real estate broker and economic consultant, on August 5th, 1972, so a couple years after her annulment with George, and also... Just as a side note, very tragically, George died by suicide um, shortly after their marriage. Um, And this marriage didn't last long either. They separated in June 1973, so just about a year later, and then officially divorced two years later in 1975. Meanwhile, Ava was divorcing her fourth husband, Richard. That was in June 1973, but we know these ladies move quickly. So by, des- by September, she was married again to Frank Gard oh Jameson Sr., an aerospace executive. He already had four children, and she enjoyed being a stepmother to them. And between all of these marriages and divorces, she almost married a man named Glenn Ford, who she'd been on again, off again with for the past, like, 13 plus years. But they never actually ended up getting married, which I also think is interesting that, like, both she and Jaja had these like long lasting affairs with some men but then like never married them whereas like other men they'll meet and then two hours later marry them so yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird um, where
0: as if if they would have married the ones who they had the long relationships
1: with they probably would have been married for like a long time mm-hmm. yeah but I don't know maybe it was just like the thrill of it because like those yeah those affairs were affairs like they were married to other people oh, like while yeah. they were dating them so mm-hmm. yeah. Unfortunately, in 1971, Ava's show Green Acres was canceled, and was in part of what is called the rural purge, where a bunch of rural themed where a bunch of rural themed TV shows like Beverly Hillbillies and some other ones too were all canceled, and so I guess like I don't know, networks just decided like we don't like this anymore because I did think about that I mm-hmm. like I haven't really seen shows like that like anymore, um, but it was like a trend. Yeah. So, she was quickly on to the next thing though. In 1972, Ava launched a wig company which were inspired by her own hair. And the company <laughs> the company wasn't super successful at first, but by the 1980s, it was making an estimated 30 million dollars a year. So, okay. like the company I-
0: um yeah, I mean I feel like it seems weird to make wigs modeled after yourself and then yeah. sell them, but apparently if it works, it
1: works. Yeah, and she's like so famous. I feel like it's like um like Kylie Jenner making like a makeup company, like and it's like to do makeup like Kylie Jenner does her makeup, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um people wanna look like the celebrities they look up to.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah and she would drum up sales by making personal appearances at the stores that sold her wigs around the world and used her, used her fame as a marketing tool. As they grew older, the sisters grew even closer, but their love for each other didn't mean they weren't still seeking love elsewhere. Ava's fifth marriage ended in 1983, but after that she began a long affair with Merv Griffin, an old friend who was a TV host and producer and was the host of the Merv Griffin show, which Zara had been on like seventy times, so it was like a close friend.
0: Seventy times—that is a lot of yeah. Re- times over the course of like together. ten years, um, but still, I mean, what is that? Seven times a year—it's more times than I've been mm-hmm. on TV.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ava and Merv traveled the world together and appeared on TV together. And then in the same year, JaJa's Zsa marriage to Michael O'Hara also ended. And that was followed by the absolute shortest marriage of any of the Gabor sisters. This was a two-day marriage between her <laughs> and Count Felipe de Alba, a Mexican attorney and actor, on April 13th to April 14th,
0: 1983. 1983. weren't they born in like
1: 19 I mean 18 like No, no. They were born in their mom was born in 1896. They were born in the like, oh, okay. 1915 to 1919. R- okay, r- okay. Because
0: yeah. I was like, they're going on like a hundred years yeah. old. What
1: is happening? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just their mom was born then. Um, okay. But, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And that marriage, of course, since it was only like a day and a half, was annulled. And it was because like her previous divorce hadn't been finalized yet, mm-hmm. so they couldn't technically get married. But also, they never tried again. <laughs> so I'm like, did you actually <laughs> want to marry him? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Um. So then a few years later, Jaja married her final husband, the man she would stay married with until the end of her life. And this marriage was to Frederick Prince von Anhalt. And it was a super weird marriage and relationship, but we'll get into that shortly. But it was by far the longest marriage she had had because up until this marriage, the longest time she'd been married was seven years. And this marriage lasted more than 30. Wow. Yeah. This also happened to be Zsa Zsa's youngest husband. The girl who had always loved older men had now fallen for a man 24 years younger than her. Dang. Yeah, she was 69 and he was 43. But some people claim he lied about his age, so
0: and you know. what said he was older or that he was younger
1: said that he was younger.
0: Okay, so he was probably I mean possibly maybe like 50 or something.
1: Yeah, but he's still alive today, so okay I feel mm-hmm. like he's he wasn't lying I don't know um, yeah. And Frederick was actually born Hans Georg Robert Lichtenberg, but changed his name after Princess Maria Augustst von- of Anhalt a German princess adopted him as an adult when he was 37 years old. Why does and... this keep
0: happening to people and not happening to me? <laughs>
1: uh, well, he was really close friends with her son and then her son died in a car accident so apparently that's why she adopted him. But it's weird to adopt a 37 year old. I think it's to but... carry on like the name because mm-hmm. like the title, basically.
0: Yeah, it's just I've heard of other people being adopted as adults, but mm. like... I also no, but your like parents to be. are alive. Oh, is his parents dead. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's fair enough.
1: I don't think you can just adopt someone who has living <laughs> parents, unless okay. they like emancipated. I don't know. Whatever.
0: I'm basically emancipated. I live on my own.
1: <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. Um, so yeah, from their marriage on, Jaja went by Princess von Anhalt and Duch- Duchess of Saxony um she and her prince charming carried on the family tradition by adopting 10 adult males to carry on the title and this didn't come for free though they charged them two million dollars each in order what? to be adopted yeah it's huge, also does it's, like, the... it's basically a scam but it's not <laughs> a scam because you really are a prince but, it's but like, then doesn't
0: the yeah. title only go to one of them
1: well they would all be a prince but no one's becoming a king anyways like It's the 1980s in Germany, Uh like, it doesn't mean anything. Um, Well, they're in America, but, like, this is a German title. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: So. But hold on. Okay. Because, you know, if you were, like, a duke, and Mm -hmm. then you had multiple sons, only one of them would go on to be the duke, and the others would be, probably, like, have a smaller title of, like, Mm. something else. So how come they're all becoming princes?
1: Well, I don't know how German titles work.
0: Mm, yeah. Okay. Maybe they are
1: maybe they are like Dukes or something. But Mm -hmm. still, then you're a Duke. Yeah. Okay. You're like Duke of Saxony, and then you can tell everyone I'm the Duke of Saxony. It's Mm -hmm. like, how? I paid some guy two million dollars to (laughs) adopt me with his seventy five year old wife. So (laughs) Yeah. So strange. Yeah, it's really weird. That's what I mean. Their relationship was really weird. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, even though they definitely had a weird relationship, they did have a strong relationship, but Frederick said, we didn't marry for love. It was a friendship, but when you're with someone over a certain time, you fall in love. So I guess eventually they did like love each other. In 1990, Zsa Zsa was like pulled over by a police officer in Los Angeles and she slapped him and she got put on trial for battery in what was called the trial of the decade so hundreds of reporters would show up at the trial, which was televised. But her family supported her through the whole thing, and her husband was mad. He was like, "How dare they do this to rich people?" He like literally said that. He was like, "They don't know how to treat the rich people." And I was like, "Okay." Um,
0: also, but- I feel like they definitely spoke too soon in being like, "This is the trial of the decade," because like mm-hmm. it's nineteen ninety, and then there's like loads of other trials that That's are a good point, yeah. the trial of a decade.
1: Yeah. <laughs> True. So Jaja was ultimately sentenced to seventy-two hours in jail and one hundred twenty hours of community service at a at a women's shelter.
0: Dang, I can't believe they actually sent her to jail.
1: I know. I'm like, that's not that bad, but it's also like she slapped a police officer. Like, I don't think she needed to go to jail for that. Like, she could get a citation. But I guess Mm -hmm. she's so rich, like she'd be able to pay something off so easily.
0: Yeah, and you should. It is like assault and battery, like Mm -hmm. even if it's just like a slap, like, so yeah, there does need to be some, Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah. So the next year, she published her autobiography, One Lifetime is Not Enough, which she had been writing for five years but went on hold during the trial, which was just like a really stressful time for her, obviously. And she felt like there was a lot of misinformation about her out there, so she wanted to tell her own story. And that's how we got all of these kind of like extravagant tales from her life. Um, But they're in her own words, she like dictated them and then someone wrote it down. And the 1990s were just overall a tough time for the Gabor family. So it starts with that trial. Then in 1995, Ava fell and broke her hip while on vacation in Mexico. When she came back to America, she went to the hospital on June 21st and contracted pneumonia and fell into a coma. Her family made the extremely difficult decision to take her off of life support, and she passed away on July 4th, 1995. Oh, no. Yeah, she's the youngest one, and she passed away first. It's really sad. Then, two years later... The girl's mother julie died in palm springs and she was either 97 or 100 years old because she lied about her age a lot um but according to some stuff she was born in 1896 which would put her at exactly like 100 years old and she had a branch of her jewelry store in palm springs where her daughter magda also worked and i'm not sure if it's because magda and her mom were so close but magda passed away two months later Um, from kidney failure just a few days shy of her 82nd birthday after that jaja became much more reclusive it's like the people she loves most in the world and have been closest to have all passed Mm -hmm. away in the course of like two years yeah she settled in bel-air but she had some legal drama again when her husband accused ava's daughter francesca of larceny and fraud because she allegedly forged her mother's signature to get a $2 million loan on the Bel Air house. Dang. But Jaja never appeared in court or signed anything stating that this had happened, so the case was dropped. And I'm just kind of sketch out. I feel like I'm just sketched out by her husband in general. It seems like he's always just like scheming to get money. So, like, I don't even yeah, know and if she like, actually did this.
0: And if she did, like, although, uh, yeah, it's illegal and she shouldn't have done it, I feel like it's something that she and the daughter should, like, work out themselves and like if mm-hmm. she wants to press charges then like yeah. that's one thing but like
1: and she clearly didn't because she like refused yeah. to follow up on it so yeah and the 2000s and 2010s are not easy on Jaja either in 2002 she was injured in a car crash with her hairdresser who her hairdresser was driving and ran into like a light pole and Jaja wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And ended up with broken bones, cuts, and bruises, and needed several stitches. And she also ended up partially paralyzed and in a wheelchair because of the accident. So Jaja sued her hairdresser for medical expenses and compensation for pain and suffering, and her husband Frederick sued for loss of companionship. And what? I'm definitely gonna start. I, didn't... I know. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's a hustler, but like. Mm-hmm. Sued for loss of companionship. Yeah, I never heard of such a thing. Yeah, and also because she didn't die.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. So like she technically I think just, like, can the still that be. She was his... sick or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but no, I agree. I think he's sketchy, and I'm definitely gonna sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like somehow her husband like could be involved in this because like all of these things, like the selling the titles, the suing her daughter and this case they all were for exactly two million dollars which just seems like mm-hmm. weird to me that they're all the same amount Like, mm-hmm. and i don't understand why her hairdresser would randomly run into a light pole like doesn't seem like yeah that just like happens unless like, yeah. someone else was involved in the accident but they didn't sue anyone else so i mm-hmm. don't, don't really understand like
0: yeah but also it's an accident like that's
1: mm-hmm. yeah and she wasn't wearing like not to victim blame at all but she wasn't wearing a seat mm-hmm. belt like her injuries probably wouldn't have been as bad if she had been wearing a seatbelt. yeah and so yeah i just don't understand but yeah so then in 2005 and 2007 jaja suffered from strokes but survived and ever since the car crash she had been really frail And then on July seventeenth, two 2010, she fell out of her bed and broke her hip. She was hospitalized for a month after this, and at one point was in such a serious condition that she asked for a priest to come deliver her last rites. And yeah, like, although she was Jewish, she practiced Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And in January 2011, because of a life-threatening infection, she had to have her leg amputated above the knee. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Yeah, because there was poor circulation and an ulcerated area on her leg and then a few years later her daughter Francesca passed away after a stroke in 2015 but apparently her husband never told Zha -Zha about this because he worried (gasps) about her and her poor health that it would just like she would like die of sadness but
0: oh my gosh I know
1: it's so messed up that's why I really like the relationship was like on paper like the best one because it was the longest but it's Uh just so toxic to me
0: Yeah, that is something else.
1: Yeah. So at this point, Zsa Zsa knew she was nearing the end of her life. She was almost 100 years old. And she told her husband she wanted to go back to Budapest because she wanted to die in Hungary. And her husband planned to throw her a big party for her 100th birthday and then move back to Hungary. But unfortunately, she never made it to that birthday Zhaja suffered a heart attack and died on December eighteenth, 2016. Her husband said she was surrounded by friends and family when she passed, but honestly not much of her family was left because she would outlived most of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, that's the story of the Gabor sisters. They're 19 husbands and hus- hundreds of screen appearances. So, yeah. That's, that.
0: that's crazy. Mm-hmm. What a life. Well, what yeah. What lives?
1: yeah it's a lot
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um and just but like where they like, started where they ended up mm-hmm. it's like oh, it's so crazy yeah.
0: yeah but it's nice that they like although they were so competitive like growing up that they like maintained their relationships mm-hmm. like through all of these like ups and downs and everything yeah. like over uh, 70 years or whatever
1: mm-hmm. yeah for sure I really admire that and that they could like always be there for each other through like thick and thin because like I'm sure, like, even if they take marriage lightly, like, those divorces would be, like, emotional, and, like, they had like, mm-hmm. so many, like, just crazy things happen with, like, health and, like, relationships and stuff. And yeah, and
0: literally running away from Nazis. Like, yeah. It's yeah. No, no small feat.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really cool. And there's lots of, like, since they were so famous, there's lots of articles about them, lots of, like, clips you can watch online if anyone's, like, interested in them and seeing their, like, vibe and their charisma and, like. There's lots and lots of pictures of them together. They always look like so happy together. And they're super, Mm -hmm. super beautiful, I think, at least. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, excellent job, Sabrina. Um, Thank you. I literally did not expect this to be. (laughs) I don't know what I expected, but this was really cool.
1: Good. Um,
0: Yeah. And I like the names like Ava and Jean and Magda. Yeah, Um,
1: they're very nice. And Jolie.
0: Jolie um okay cool well um this has been great and
1: any updates or announcements um no i don't think so i'll definitely post on our instagram this week about all of these lovely ladies um and yeah definitely like dm us or comment or anything if you have any more questions because there's so much more we could share about them
0: yeah yeah. definitely it's hard to fit everything into like um hopefully an hour or less Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) for
1: like three women who lived like such crazy lives yeah yeah
0: um cool well shall we sign off
1: we shall this This is is sistery hey well, you sound very peppy
0: you always say that we sound like so, like, rah, 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 we do it. Um, So yes, I was trying yes, not to. Sister.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: okay. um,
1: got to get back fuck to work. So okay. bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sistery Untold. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sistery Untold or go to our website, SisteryUntold.com. On our website, you can find our blog, which has a little bit of information following up from each episode, as well as a list of all of our sources. So if you want to fact check us or just learn a little bit more about all of the cool things we're talking about, you can find that on our blog.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, the best way to support us is by rating and reviewing Sister Untold Told on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and tell your friends.